podcast with Mo. What up? Welcome to episode 60 of a podcast with Mo. I am Mo. Uh, this episode, first for about 15 minutes, we're joined by Kurt Thiz from the Music Spinoff Podcast. Um, that's where most people's probably heard him from. Um, talked to him a little bit about how his life's been a little catch up there. And then we're joined by Petra Vida, who is an artist out of Sweden. Um, he'll talk all about it. You know, we talked for quite a while. Uh, talk about his music origins, uh, his MMO games he likes, Twitch, how to get listeners and fans, uh, just music talk in general. And then I talk about me finishing my 100 beat challenge and kind of a little bit about that if you're curious. Um, and then we have a song of his at the very end of the episode. So stick around, check that out. Uh, thanks for listening. What up? We're joined by Curtis. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I know. It's so weird. I yeah. almost called you the other I name. I almost went, ooh, anyways. So. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I guess because I haven't mentioned it up okay. to this point at all, is we're going to have another music episode this week you're not on this one but you're on this episode so you're on right. one of them right and uh you were you got to fill in a blackout if anyone's in our discord by the way we have a discord if anyone's interested yeah in that popping shit. in there check us out it's going going off um so blackout came on he's real bad but we make fun of him so it, it worked out yeah and uh anyway so everyone that's about like having me on so pretty much <laughs> pretty much and uh so two days from now uh we'll have another music episode It'll be the twelfth one. Yes. So look out for that shit. And then I'm also gonna shout out uh, our patrons at patreon.com slash podcast with Mo. That is Hurricane Haynes, uh Marshall, the Darmanisha Bear, my mother and Snappy. And we have other patrons as well. Uh, but those are the ones that are just at the level to get shouted out. And anyone uh, you know, you can get early access to the episodes if you just do a dollar a month, that'll get you early access That's to pretty the weak. Who would do that? Oh wait, I do. You do. I need to up that game up, so hey. Yeah, anything helps at the moment, yes. so I'll take it. Um, so, man, uh, how's life been since you've last been on a normal episode? Crazy, bro. I mean, it's been so long since I've been on a normal episode. A bunch of shit. You know my life's crazy fucking cluster. I think probably the biggest thing is the last time you were here, you talked about your wife joined uh, Roller Derby. Yes, that was the uh, shortest Roller Derby career <laughs> ever. So she basically broke her tibula and her fibula. She had a spiral break on the bigger one, the tib, I believe, and then a small break right below her knee on the fib so she's jumping cones so it wasn't like another girl you know bertha or whatever landed on her leg or something she was just doing a training exercise that she had done a thousand times before so i don't know if it's a freak accident or whatever but she also had a hysterectomy this year so we've already done two surgeries and it's just been crazy so yeah i would call that god giving her a sign uh, <laughs> <laughs> maybe you throw it there yeah she her. might ref or something but i don't know but she got a titanium uh she got titanium legs they're gonna give her a cast well hell yeah so it's even her. stronger now yeah exactly reinforcements fucking go <laughs> go fucking uh thoughts and bitches and roller derby tink, tink. <laughs> uh well hell yeah that's some fun shit yeah crazy and then I remember you saying to me that you drove up on this wreck, and it sounded crazy. Dude, that was crazy. You just randomly mentioned it to me, so I wrote down a note, and I was like, well, next time you're on, you can let me yeah, know Yeah, so that. I'm riding dirt bikes out in Kanawha, which is about 30 minutes from here, and it's a two-lane and a four-lane highway shot there. And I was I was drinking beer, I was coming home, and it was raining. I had to We had to leave the trails because it was raining, so I'm coming home, and I see like a headlight at ground level, right? And I'm like why is there a light on the ground? And then I realized it was a headlight and I was like, oh shit. Well, I didn't see any, they were like stuck in the ditch 
And I'm like, man, I'm on my motorcycle trying to get home. It's raining. I'm like, fuck it. I turn around. So I pull up to this car. There's like two old ladies bleeding in the front seat, all unresponsive. The doors freaking pinned in crazy. Like I was like, oh, shit. Call 911. So I got to have 911 out there. All these people show up. They got to use the jaws of life to cut her out. And like, so I'm trying to talk to these ladies. They eventually like started talking to me and stuff. Well, right. one of them did. The worst one was in the passenger seat. She's just like making all kinds of noises. I was like, damn, she is fucked up. So it right. was pretty bad. It was one of the best, one of the worst things I'd like kind of seen in person type of deal. So, right. And I was kind of drunk. So I was like, dude, can I, I go? Can, yeah, can I go? They're like, yeah. I was like, all right, cool. I mean, I wasn't drunk, but I had been drinking. So, right. <laughs> yeah. It reminded me of uh, when I was unemployed uh, and I was having to drive down to Ardmore to meet somebody. Maybe it wasn't Ardmore. I, I drove somewhere, right? But down the interstate to uh-huh. meet for like some interview. And um, there was this huge fucking fire. Like, and this car was on fire, and like two cars were on fire. They hit a, got in a wreck, lit on fire, Holy and crap. like. It was like molten hot to where it was like, oh, fuck, all those people are dead. Wow. Like, you just knew it, right? Yeah. It just looked so fucking hot. Yeah. And I thought about, like, the whole drive. Like, I couldn't think oh, of anything yeah. else but, like, fuck, that was a hot fire. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, last I heard, they had freaking metaflighted uh, them out of there, and I really hadn't heard anything since or whatever. So, right. hope hope for the best, but who knows, man. Yeah, that's crazy shit. The roads are dangerous, man. Just be oh, yeah. safe out there. I drive, <laughs> I, I mean, I don't want to do this business but i always have an idea for a youtube video uh idea of every day i drive around this town right and if i had like a little dashboard cam to just catch all the lost people break or times people don't use blinkers and all that, like it is literally like 40 times a day so like bad. i would be like the fucking king of youtube of like shitty drivers in Ada, oklahoma and i could do it <laughs> yeah pretty easily and i'm just and what it is i've noticed it's old people Always think they have enough time. I can get that. I can make this turn. You're like, no. Yeah. You can't. Yeah. I'm fucking right here, old person. See, I see more speeders. I think I, I, th- I get I get angry about it. I feel it. Like, I mean, I experience right. the see, exact I same don't, thing. For instance, uh, Snappy's daughter uh, annoyed the fuck out of me a couple weeks ago, right? Um, because, and she was speeding mm-hmm. to pass me, which I don't care. I drive the speed limit. I understand math. Right. And I know ain't shit going to happen in two blocks that you're going to do. Yeah. It's going to do shit. Right. <laughs> it's yes. just not. Yes. How many times <laughs> have you rolled up on someone that passed you at a fucking red light? Yeah. And you're like, oh. Well, yeah. So, anyway. <laughs> It was the fact that she turned from a straight fucking road. Like, she didn't get into the middle lane to turn. Yeah. She just turned from, like, the... Even though there was a turn lane, so it was, like, uh, a yeah. five fucking lane, yeah. middle ones for turning. Yeah. And I you fucking, <laughs> like, got crazy. Like, get the fuck out of the turn lane! <laughs> like, screaming, because I was yelling, cuss at everyone. I say, you dumb fuck, like, at least 24 times a day. <laughs> I scream, you dumb ding, fuck. Ding, 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 And I don't... I've never honked my horn. I'm yeah. not mad when I get out. It's just I yell at fucking dumb motherfuckers all day when they're driving. Hey, man, if that's how you got to deal with it, yeah. then, so, then do it. <laughs> also, another thing I have on my list here for you is why do you share lame motivational quote memes? I hope it's because it's cool and ironic, but I feel like Which it's, one? You're just always sharing shit of like, be positive about the day or... Probably because I am so mad all the time. <laughs> you're always sharing all this shit that I'm like, what, you join fucking an AA meeting and you're in all like... I don't know. You sometimes you go in these moments. You Dude, share when some I shit. do, just poach, just call it out and say, "This is the type of shit, Curtis, <laughs> that I'm wondering about." And I'll explain it on a case by case basis. We'll right. see, because I can't really think of right what. Well, and I just made that comment one day because I was like, "God damn it!" Yeah. I'm, next time I have him on here, I'm I have been getting ripped shit. on freaking Discord though. Oh man, because it's so hard to keep up with. Sometimes I just want to jump in there. Yeah, and you just got to kind of let it go. 
I mean, I've called y'all on a couple of small things, making funny on the music podcast, but that's kind of the whole gimmick we have going on there. Um, and then you fucking screenshot the chat room, and they're trying to be like, "Remember this?" And I'm like, "Dude, that's not how this. Don't do that." I shouldn't have went and down that rabbit hole. And you screenshotted your keyboard. <laughs> that was the part that I was like, "What the fuck?" Can oh, strategy did not work there at all. So we'll we'll reset. Um, and oh then, yeah, and I tried to leave today in dramatic fashion, and then I was like, hoping that people would notice. And no, I came back like an hour or two hours later because I couldn't stand the suspense. And like, we didn't know. You, until, you were just like, did you even come back? What the hell just happened? Well, we, I didn't know until we got the notification like, you came back. It. And I go, well, he couldn't have come back unless he left. Man, yeah, it so did not go as it planned. It doesn't give you a notification so, that you leave. I tried to be bold, and it didn't pay off. Um. So anyway, Discord. I've explained like a million times on this, but again, it's just it's been the source of a lot of enjoyment at least for the last few days of talking shit. I think if you're a friend of the podcast you should you should mess with us on there. We're on there chopping it up. So Right. And people are always like, "But well, what is it?" And it's like it's like a chat room. It is, yeah. It's like one big group chat. But it's safe. There's no trolls, you know, you right. don't use and stuff I like think, that, so. And like I'll I've say enjoyed stuff it. in there that I wouldn't say on here because I invite everyone specifically, but like I have to send you an invite. Right. I think I have where some people can send invites like patrons or mm-hmm. whatever. Yeah. Um cuz I have some levels to that shit. Uh, but it's it's pretty fun. So anyway, I, I'm all saying that kind of for other rappers as well out there because I know, uh, you know, there's other rappers that probably have uh, fan bases, you know, that they could do this shit with or whatever, yeah. or oh, podcasts yeah, sure, or whatever. Yeah. Um, and then Petra Vita, who we're having coming up here later, he's the one that introduced me. So right, yeah. He's been on this shit. Yes. So, um, Appreciate you, bub. And then only other thing I had is you are a big motorbike rider. You like the little motorbikes. Mm-hmm. Yes. And your bike blew up. Yes. So I have a 650 KLR. It's an enduro, so you can drive it 80 miles an hour on the highway, and you could drive it on the trails. It's not, like, the best at either of those, but it's very, like, utility. Versatile. Yeah, and I've had cruisers and street bikes. I've loved the dirt bike the most. Um, on the whole engine-blowing thing, it's it's an 08. It's got 45, 46,000 miles on it. That's a lot. Um, they're n- They're known for burning oil on the highway but only made like a hundred mile trip that was my assumption i've done some research it's actually they burn oil at high rpms so even though i wasn't doing highway miles i was riding it like a motherfucker and the bubble that you use to check your oil you have to like stand your bike up for like four or five minutes like to make sure that everything like drains down in there so there's a chance that i probably got like a bad reading or something like that so i haven't pulled it apart but I was in lot and trying to fucking play football, which I <laughs> shouldn't have been doing. Yeah. So agreed. <laughs> I'm stuck in lot and I'm like, I'm not leaving my shit here and I'm not staying in lot. And so I paid like 320 bucks, have my fucking bike towed to the house. So it's been a disaster. Is my a life motor, is not without. How is like success. a motorcycle tow? They're still in the bed of their truck and they're like, all right, let's do it. Uh, well, since it was a tow company, because it's like 10 o'clock at night, right. you know, and so. Um, and plus, I got to go two and a half hours away. Like, if it's a half hour, I could call somebody locally. You know what I mean? But Well, you got to work on your professional football game. Yeah, yeah, so. exactly. <laughs> and uh, so, priorities. And so, anyways, no, they just, they their bed tilts back, and they, you know, we pick it up there, and they tilt the bed back yeah. up, and then it kind of just falls, and we strap it down and take it home, so. I got you. What? Yeah. It's fun. Did you get to ride with the tow truck personally? Yeah, I had to ride. So that's basically what with you paid the to- for. Yeah, and they were fucking hilarious. You, <laughs> drive you to yeah, because I would have had to wait another two and a half hours. Because that's like a two and a half hour drive. Yeah, I rode out there and played football for like three and a half hours and then was going to ride two and a half hours back. So I was pretty fucking tired. I was like, you know what? This is a bad decision. Yeah, I, I was paying drive. for it. <laughs> I wouldn't drive two and a half hours for almost fucking anything. <laughs> yeah. Very few things. Yeah. Uh, 
so anyway, that's that's all fun stuff. So before we get out of here, um, you have any thoughts on how the music spinoff's been going? Bro, we had to grind. I brought, you know, I got, I'm going to make some changes so I can try to stay on top of the music spinoff episodes so I don't get as lost. Right. I think they've been going fantastic, dude. The yeah. music I think is we, awesome. Right, the music's good, and I got a lot of feedback because today that we're recording this, episode 11 came out, and I've gotten a lot of feedback of like, oh, it was pretty funny. And because I was angry, I was like angry the whole time because I was like, we need to be a little more uh, critical of things. Mm-hmm. And then the whole time I kept thinking it was shitty. Yeah. And so I was trying to be angrier about yeah. it, but yeah. it, can't, it turned out pretty deep. So I'm just saying, like, I think it's foolproof as long as the music's good. As long as we're just like real and raw about it, I think we'll be OK. Right. And now I did have one person get upset. Uh, I'm not trying to call people out, but they the producer sent me this song. Right. And all we talked about was the rapper. But I was like. There's a oh yeah dude it. our bad seriously and, sitting in this room going through all these songs and stuff right like trying to get loose a little bit sometimes we miss a lot of shit but that's no <laughs> disc if you right. hit us up and tell us on anything do we'll acknowledge that we're like yes sir we'll give uh, you the props that you deserve <laughs> funny one for um i think it's episode 12 so one coming out in two days from oh, now yeah. so go and check Hell, out. yeah uh there's a I mean, song i'm anxious to see that one i'm excited that'll be a awesome song called regular by a guy by the name of realist kyle okay and for whatever reason, I wrote down regular Kyle Aww. and the name of the song being regular. And so I'm like, <laughs> regular? Oh. Dang, like, yeah. And so <laughs> we have another song for the next one. So yeah. we'll, uh, figure, we'll have to correct it there. But I've already like uploaded it. So I'm like, well, it's too late now. The fact that people are paying attention that closely is I'm flattered. Right, for That's sure. That's amazing. And well, one guy like today, uh, you know, the episode came out and he goes, Hey, I noticed you didn't have my lean. Here's my lean. I was like, Oh, sweet, oh that's perfect. What's up. Yeah. I couldn't find it. So, right, yeah. Um, it is cool. So anyway, man, thanks for coming on. Yeah, uh, no we'll yes, fucking get off here, and uh, I'm about to call fucking Petrobita. All right, so if you have any questions, suggestions, or corrections, please email us at a podcast with Mo. That is A-P-O-D-C-A-S-T-W-I-T-H-M-O at gmail.com. Perfect. Boom. All right, now I'm back, and now, like I said, the plan is we're going to give Petra Vita a call. Um, this person is someone who we've had on the music spinoff episodes. He's really good. He introduced me to Discord, which has become a big deal in my life in the last two weeks. It takes up a lot of time, in the at least. Um, so i got to shout him out for that. Uh, he's from Seattle, lives in Sweden, from everything I remember. Uh, he does some Twitch streaming of his rapping and stuff, so uh, definitely... Uh, interesting person, so let's give him a call. Hello, hello. Hey, Petrovita, what's up, man? How's it going, bud? Um, so, man, see if I got everything right. I said you're mm-hmm. born in Seattle, live in Sweden, do some music mm-hmm. stuff, and yeah. uh, you you freestyle on Twitch. That was my highlights. Something like that, yeah. All right, I'm fucking killing it today. Sounds pretty good. So, uh, how did you get in all the music stuff? Well, um, in between Seattle and Sweden, there was a pit stop for a couple of years in England. And it's uh, it's a long story, and I've told different uh, versions of it a number of times. But the gist of it is I ended up outside the U.S. for the first time doing a study abroad thing in kind of just through a weird series of events in 2013. So I was in Sweden then for the first time. And... On that trip, met some people from the UK, and at the end of 
my stay in that summer in Sweden, I decided I wasn't ready to go home. And I wanted I wanted to explore it. This first time I'd been outside in North America and and there was just more things and other people. And so um I basically I couldn't finish my degree. I was studying advertising in Sweden because I didn't know enough Swedish. And master's degrees, you can take a lot of courses in English here, but undergrad stuff is gonna be in Swedish. And so I thought, hey, uh, how about the UK? And and uh, it was about a month, 30 days, give or take a day, between when I landed back in Seattle from the uh, at the end of summer from Sweden and decided I'm going to move, I'm going to uproot my life. Um, I In those 30 days, I found schools that still had late admissions for their advertising programs, applied, got in, picked one. Um, applied for a visa, bought a plane ticket, landed over in England and took a bus out to this little town a couple hours west of, uh, west of London and started living there. And the reason that's all important to the music origin story is I'd wanted to do music and poetry and things for a number of years, but was never brave enough. And it just so happened that one of the houses I checked out when I came to this town I was going to live in for the next couple of years was all music students and me. And one of them uh, produced and he played bass and guitar and and he heard that I did some poetry and asked if I wanted to do a little like music act with him and eventually convinced me to try and do it live and had my first, um, first uh, show with him. And it was kind of from basically that first night I did a show was kind of a, a high of never you know, I'd never had before, um, people coming up to you afterwards, the applause while you're doing it, uh, kind of the validation of something you've created being something people are willing to sit or stand through and enjoy. Um, that feeling wasn't like anything I'd had before. And as soon as I got off stage that, uh, that first night, I kind of knew that, 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 uh, that thing I'd been wanting to do, but avoiding out of fear for so many years was, was right. And uh, it, I took a very roundabout path over the next few years, taking different jobs and things, periods where I could work on music, periods where I couldn't at all to get to where I'm spending time on it now. Um, but uh, but yeah, that was kind of where where it all it all kicked off in a little, little town called Cheltenham in the UK. Yeah, that uh, what the main thing that sticks out to me about that, uh, see if I can remember how it's here, um, is your music. I think something that makes it quite different than mine. Uh, Mm-hmm. Is you have a lot of symbolism, like you do a lot of like a now, like it makes sense you come from poetry, I guess is what I'm trying to get at. Okay, yeah. <laughs> like, I which is which is awesome because I'm always like, mm-hmm. oh, how do you come up with that? That's cool. You don't hear rap songs uh, use lyrics <laughs> like that. I, I think that a lot of your songs, so it makes sense when you're like, oh, I've done poetry first, then got into it. Um, where I, I was like one of those, like, I loved Lil Wayne. And so I was like, I'll never mm-hmm. write anything. I'm all freestyles. And I did that for years yeah. until finally one day I was like, what if I wrote a song? And I was like, wow, this is so much better, <laughs> like, in my opinion. You know, it's interesting you say that specifically with Lil Wayne because the background I came from, even though, let's say, like, middle school time, I was plenty into, like, listening to lots of, like, 50 Cent, Eminem, right. Lloyd Banks, ludicrous people like that and i it's funny because i never really got into wayne and i actually didn't appreciate him really at all until the last couple of years going back through and then and i also like the album he did more recently um 
but I thought I thought it was kind of just an interesting because that name sticks out to me as one where I actually didn't appreciate really the content or style of early on, and e- but even and even though it's still very runs opposite to what I write about and how I sound, that's actually someone I've come to enjoy quite a bit the last couple of years. Right, and I would say uh, I find that interesting because my I'm a little like I loved him, and now I'm to the point where I'm like, uh, <laughs> he kind of birthed mumble rap, right? Like I enjoy his take and what he does, it, yeah. But like every mumble rapper probably just idolized him, and they're like, I'll just do a shittier version of that. So I have like this weird, like, I don't know, but I do a pretty good, um, I can like swagger Jack Little Wayne pretty well. Like I've done like a six foot, seven yeah. foot freestyle before that's like, uh-huh. I'm like, fuck yeah, you can tell I'm a big fan. But lately I've, uh, something that hinders me in my music making is I get so stuck on, I want to write a classic, right? Like I want that verse sure. to be fucking classic and I just won't. Mm-hmm. And if it's not, I'm like, well, then I just won't do it and I just won't ever record it. <laughs> and so I put a lot of pressure for the fact um, I no one cares about my music. And uh, you say you've performed. Another thing I was going to touch on is that something I've never done. I've recorded a bunch of songs mm-hmm. and I'll put them on the Internet. I'm super introverted and uh, I'm in a area where honestly there's just not many performing opportunities. I hope I hope someday you uh, you decide to. Uh, that's I've Even been told that it's only to try it out. I've been offered because I was first of all. I'm sure we're going to touch on some some other you know life stuff and other right. interests later on, and we can we can shoot uh, the shit about good, all kinds of things. This is a good but, intro. But I was a huge introvert. The reason I never got on stage, like I said, I was so scared. Blah, blah blah. I literally just lived in like MMORPGs from like. 10 to <laughs> adulthood right and and never really was like did wanted to like put myself out there wasn't that like i don't know i'd say i was pretty socially inept and like uh, i you know i that was for a long time i could never a lot of people who knew me then it's very different to what I'm doing now. And I think a lot of people, when I told that, I remember, especially when I moved to England and was talking with some people, um, wouldn't have kind of suspected that that's how it used to be, but I very much was. And then once that switch kind of got flipped, now I kind of, kind of live off being on stage. It's one of the only things I'm competitive in. I don't give a shit about sports or anything like that. I want to be the best person in a lineup. And I used to not even have the confidence to, to have the sliver of arrogance to try and be that, you know, I used to not even have that be able to to get up in front of someone. But. Right. And I've told this story before, but I'm going to tell it again because it's my podcast. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, the first time I ever rapped in front of anyone uh, in any number more than like two or three people of me freestyling. Uh, I was at this bar here in this college town I live in. Uh, it's called Legend. Yeah. It's like a country bar. But Wednesday nights were a uh, college night. So, you know, all the college <laughs> kids would go out there and. uh this dude who listens to the podcast, he's a patron, Hurricane Haynes. Him, he was trying to convince me to join this fraternity, which I eventually joined. And mm-hmm. he go, you know, he was trying to throw all their pitches. And I said, Hey, if you have anyone that could out freestyle me, I will join your fraternity. And they were like, Oh, we got a guy. And he was this real mm-hmm. emo kid uh, named CJ. We became great friends. Okay. Um, and I've never rapped in front of anyone. I just was, I'd mm-hmm. been drinking and I was talking shit. Um, and that's how it happened. And so this guy, you know, raps for, like a minute, maybe, you know, and mm-hmm. it's not that good. And then I was like, oh, I guess I have to rap. And I just start yeah. rapping. And then by the time I finish, it's like 15 minutes later. And there's a crowd of like 60 people around me in this big circle. 
And, yeah. and I definitely have like, oh shit, I'm badass. But then it's go. me immediately with like a soul crushing, oh my God, everyone's looking at me as soon as like I'm out uh, of the moment. Yeah. And I was like, oh fuck, oh fuck. But that was basically my only performances. I really enjoyed freestyling in front of uh, people at bars or parties mm. in college, but I just never did the stage thing. So I'll maybe someday I yeah. will, um, but we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. But you give me you give me hope with your backstory there, because I Good. also one thing I think we should touch on eventually is video games, and we can definitely do it now. Hell yeah! Uh, so you say you like MMOs. What were like your favorite? Oh man! Like, what what, like, <clears throat> what were you into? I try. I it's always been a favorite genre so i try a lot of things it's basically started back i've got a badass grandfather who uh gamer gramps basically got me into um he was super into computers before people had their like family computers you know in the 90s right and and uh he got me playing everquest with him when i was five or six years old whenever that came out 98 99 somewhere in there and so we were on, you know, dial-up connection, playing EverQuest. That's how I got into MMOs. I'm sure I had no idea what was going on. My only real memory from the game was that I got some, like, set of chainmail armor that I think I thought was good, but was probably, like, just gray, like, vendor trash from that you get at level 15 or something. I don't know. And and some guy killed me in PvP, and I, like, cried over it. And, uh, and I don't know. That, that seems like a pretty like six year old thing to do in an in an MMO. But that's one of the main things I remember from EverQuest. But apparently, I got over that savage defeat because then I kind of played every game that came out over the years. The next one we moved on to was Asheron's Call. Then mm-hmm. we played Dark Age of Camelot. And then of course we moved into the WoW wave. Um, you know, since then it's been kind of everything: Age of Conan and City of Heroes, and just trying out. Yeah, whatever, whatever over the uh, over the years. Yeah, I you know I noticed uh, two ahead. things there. Uh, last month mm-hmm. on PlayStation Plus, they gave out Conan Exiles, I believe, right. which is like the new. And I've never played that survival. Series. Is that yeah. what it's called? Yeah. And uh, I might try that out. No, no, no. I just mean it's like a survival game uh, rather than like a RPG. Like MMO. Yeah, I got different. you. I got you. Um, but I never tried anything in that series. But I, I noticed. I was like, mm-hmm. oh, maybe maybe I'll try that. Uh, but you mentioned EverQuest, and I work with a guy at the moment. Um, like I'm like a yeah. tech tech person or whatever, and mm-hmm. he's he's like in his 60s probably, and he tells me his old EverQuest stories where him and his wife like teamed yeah. up on EverQuest, and he has a maxed out character level for every class, yeah. like every class that exists, uh-huh. and he just tried to get a six year old grandson to start playing. And he's made him in a frog assassin, and they're trying to get it. But they like are still playing subscriptions for EverQuest. Yeah, and I was like, man, must really That's wild. <laughs> they yeah. really got the hooks in those people. Um, and they'll talk yeah, about like I mean, you'll dual yeah. box your computer so you can have two characters on one screen. And I'm like, what? Oh yeah, my gran- my grandpa did that did that all the time. <laughs> I was like, this is crazy. Uh, but I've only tried. I brought this up actually uh i think it's last week when this episode comes out the only right. mmo i really tried was final fantasy 11 and it was i never little, could get into the ff games right personally. so that was a little slow for me but my cousin rusty who was on he loves it and then i yeah. tried to get into dc universe online when i first got my playstation right. 3 yeah and, and it was cool but i i don't know mmos just never i like a, a story driven game per, like god of war 4 for instance that's one of my main my main things too which i think is like where i 
when I was a kid and I was like just PVP all the time and whatever and I had as much time as I wanted to like pour into that and gear up and things. And now it's I'm I'm exactly the same as I'm looking for a story. I want to like log on and be like, damn, this is well written, voice acted, whatever, and just like enjoy kind of getting lost in that for an hour or two. Right. And that's that's why one of the only MMOs that in the last couple of years has held my interest has been the Elder Scrolls Online. I, um, I almost got it. Like I love the Elder Scrolls games in general. They and- did. They did it. They did it so well. Now it's like you can play it as like a single player game, having everything voice acted and stuff. It's really impressive. It's on sale a lot. I might have to. Might have to look. If you need it. an escape, yeah, they're about to put out a new expansion in like a, a week or two. Yeah, I'm. I'm a huge. Like Oblivion's probably. Oh, my second or third favorite game ever, something mm-hmm. like that. So I'm a, I'm a pretty Morrowind big... was my first in the series. That that one always has like a special place for me. I yeah. was pretty young playing that too. Again, I feel like I was probably pretty bad at it, but I enjoyed it. I have good memories. Oh yeah, I have great <laughs> memories of Morrowind. I just didn't have an Xbox at the time, and I would go to my friend's mm-hmm. house who had it, and I would just hang gotcha. out with him and help him do chores, and then I would just watch yeah. him play it. And then, like yeah. hours and hours after he'd Dude, play, was... it, he'd be like, "Okay, you Dude, can play for your friends ten play minutes on their consoles." <laughs> Watching friends play on their home consoles that you don't have is like it was like the precursor of Twitch. It's like our childhood Twitch. Oh yeah, oh yeah. That that, that was that was watching people play video games. Like uh, people always complain about Twitch, you know. And I'm also an old man yeah. like that. I'm like, why would I yeah. watch someone play games? Because I don't. Right. That's personally not my thing. But then again, yeah. when I look back to my childhood, you know, again, I mentioned my cousin Russ. He was on last week. He would play like through Final Fantasy VII, and I would just go over to his house to watch it. Like that was yeah. all I was there for. I was Just like on the couch and yeah. Yeah, like, I'm gonna watch these cutscenes and I'm gonna see how he does this. And then someday mm-hmm. when I played it, I remembered that, you know, and all that. But right. I it we we all watch the game. So we kinda quit hating on the kids. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. But you mentioned Twitch. So something you do uh sure. to kind of tie this video game and music thing together is uh yes. you freestyle or rap or construct songs. You do some music making yeah. on Twitch. So different things on on different days, but it basically this is exactly right though. Is it started as a marriage of these two things? Is just kind of being nerdy and always really being into video games and so peripherally being aware of of Twitch as a platform. Even though I didn't really watch people or hang out there much, um, I started kind of just tasting it, looking at it, seeing how people did things there, what was going on. They I saw they had a music section, they had a you know an IRL in real life thing and and so i was like what are people doing in these and and so i decided to kind of put two things together so what i do and i've been less consistent lately but it's it's also important it's a very big part of my kind of growth and promotion strategy as an artist but it's also one kind of pullback i've had and readjustment is making sure that i'm a music artist who streams not a streamer who happens to make music because there's a lot of obligations that as you put in the work in you know in real life that I got to put more time in practicing for shows and releasing things right. on Spotify and, and that kind of thing. And and so I want to make sure that I'm putting my hours where I should, but I, but I do love, I love Twitch and streaming. And what I do generally is make a song. So I'll take a, a beat originally, you know, so, and sometimes still just from YouTube, SoundCloud, whatever, but more and more now it's, I have like a backlog of things people have sent me kind of just like, Hey, want to use my beat on stream? And that's, that's awesome because then it's like, double one i don't have to seek something out but also the more important thing is it's kind of like a like a win-win i know it's cool for someone else to have their thing used and and get made into a song concept so quickly and i can promote them for what that's worth and then they might be willing to share the song around afterwards so that's a, a better synergy than just you know grabbing a free youtube beat if i take the beat 
if we have a theme that day, sometimes viewers can choose a theme and stuff. Uh, either way, write the lyrics for it, um, record them. So I'm doing this this all on on stream, talking with chat, and then you know we'll stand up at my other mic, record. And then I'll go through mixing. So it's almost like a kind of a mixing tutorial for people. That's another thing that people have found useful. A lot of people have kind of found me through that and learning how to, to mix vocals uh, into music. So I'll do that whole process with everything we just recorded, master it, um, make some quick cover art in Photoshop, and then upload it to SoundCloud. And so we're on, I think it's day 225 or 26 now um, on SoundCloud. So we made a lot, a lot of demos from this. Oh, yeah. Well, my first thought is and I do I'll need to send you a beat. Too. Uh, yes, please you, do. I was, I mean, I was thinking that as I said it. I was like, all right, now hopefully we get a little, get, yeah, yeah. get a beat thrown my way. Yeah. Oh yeah, I can definitely. Course. I'll find one that I think's like, ah, oh, this one will work. Um, and mm-hmm. man, there was something else you mentioned. Oh, um, I was gonna say if I've also thought of ways to do this. Now I will probably try to check yours out to see this how you mix vocals because yeah. I'm bad at that. Um, it's something yeah. I just haven't quite figured out yet. But I've thought about figuring out a way to screen capture my screen while I make beats. Because yep. I know, for instance, my friend Skinny, who's on the music podcast, he'll just yeah. come over and stare at me making beats for an hour, right? Like, I'll just be fucking around on a keyboard and add these drums, and he'll just be like, I'll get, this is I'll cool. Get, I'll get you set up. You don't even have to, have to search around. All right. All, so. all free programs, even if you don't want to do it live, people doing it on, you know, like live streaming on YouTube or Twitch and stuff. If you just want to have the videos and then make it into content later, it's actually the exact same Ah. software that I use to stream, you can just set it to record the video locally and it'll capture the same kind of stuff. So ah, perfect. Yeah. Let me, let me know on that. So I'll send you a beat. You let me know on that and we'll yep. see what fucking happens. We'll go there. Um, but yeah, man, that's super cool. I think uh, you mentioned also like, you know, people like getting their stuff used. I, that's kind of my whole thing on the, the podcast as well. So I used to be uh, a frequent listener and participant in this internet radio show back in like, 2009 maybe when I yeah. so I used to rap a lot and then I took like a five year break uh, uh-huh. and just lived life and honestly it was really good for my lyrics I feel like you know I I got yeah. a lot a lot sadder you know I'm a lot more of a depressed <laughs> rapper these days uh, but uh, I matured into whatever my sound is now uh, but that also was like five years of me doing nothing so a lot of people uh, that I used to know you know in the industry or that right. rapped or whatever they rather have moved on to their own sound that you know, we don't talk or, you know, they just don't do it anymore. So they do something else now. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. So it is cool to f- help find, you know, your little community of people. Yeah. Uh, and then, you know, others throughout this podcast. Um, and all the time I'm just like, why would people not want their music played on my podcast? But you would be surprised. Yeah. You would be surprised. And it's I, not that I people are. I am. <laughs> uh, it's not even uh, that they're like, they tell me no. It's just they'll be mm-hmm. like, well, man, uh, you know, and they'll just give some random excuse, they, and I'm like, what? Okay. Okay. Do they ever ask like how many listeners, or like try and play that angle, like like the very they wanted few. on very few. Okay, good. And I'm good. I'm so honestly I'll go on a fucking rant about that shit. I'm very uh, upfront with people of like, you know, hey, my podcast. I'm sorry, am I, am I supposed like, to swear on here? I'm not supposed to. Yeah, you're, you're are supposed you, to. You actually. Fine with that? Yeah. Okay, if good. You didn't, <laughs> it's a requirement because I, I honestly was listening Adam and through post. the episode you linked me earlier as well, and uh, and uh, I, I forgot to like clock that whether <laughs> oh yeah um i mentioned on a music episode coming up that uh yeah. someone sent me edited stuff and i wrote back to a black hey we cuss like all the time so just give send, me the real shit yeah just give me whatever <laughs> um so yeah no no problems there uh so 
I've, I feel like with all the pe- artists I've had on so far, uh, I plan on having all of y'all back on if we can have some sort of recurring guest thing. You know, I think that's cool. Oh, and yeah. this is international, you know, so it makes that makes it seem even better. So whenever we're like, this shit's worldwide with our 30 listeners, an episode or whatever. And uh, <laughs> just let people know behind the scenes on the podcast how it worked numbers wise. I used to get a lot of listens when me and my friend Pow Wow first started this. Um and I think most of them were fake because you can see some back end stats and a lot of them just look like they were fake where it was like 48 listens came from, you know, Kazakhstan at one small. Yeah. You know, yeah. <laughs> whatever time. Mm-hmm. And I've sure I don't have any fake listens coming up anymore, but our numbers are also like they look way worse for our normal episodes. But I'm kind of mm-hmm. half. I would rather have the real numbers and no fake yes. listens personally. Yep. Yep. And I know that is a, a definitely a thing out there, especially for rappers. They there's this whole debate of should you pay for fake listens because that nope nope it's not a debate. <laughs> I will if you, we we can crack into this because I think go ahead and but I think this is very important to right. explore and I wanted definitely. to bring this kind of stuff up because I heard you talking a little bit uh, in the other episode about. Uh, wanting to sell beats and other people, their experiences with that and things like that. And I think this is a very, yeah, this is important. Right. So uh, the only time this has ever happened to me was episode three of the music spinoff episode. Uh, one of the rappers who I who lives around this, me locally, uh, mm-hmm. bought a bunch of fake plays for that episode. Yeah. That's why it has a yeah. bunch of listens. And then yeah. there were comments on it of like, that person's so good. They're the best one. And it was like, I did them a favor. I felt like at the time, and so I got kind of pissy about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the main reason I got pissy was because that guy saw Snappy, my weekly co-host on our Monday episodes, and was like, you see all those people that listen to me? Like, they acted like they got oh, it God. organically, you know? And yeah. I was like, fuck you. So that mm-hmm. led me in this whole idea of the fake listens. Now, what it did do is on SoundCloud, if you logged in, uh, it would make that song pop up on the front page a lot. Now, if that's what you're going for, I guess I understand where that's a strategy, but I just didn't see any organic growth off the fake listens, right? Like if you took out all the fake listens, I think the numbers were about the same. Yes. So yep. I don't see a benefit, but I think that is the argument for the other side is it'll get your other, shit seen by someone the who problem is click. people are also a little bit misinformed. So social proof, of course, is like coming from marketing and advertising social proof being um, numbers, plays, comments, reviews, social proof is a term used to you may know in, in like um, sales letters and things like that uh, for having like reviews from someone who's used the product and stuff. And we do we as people, right? It, it does make sense that we're drawn to things that we think have been previously validated by other people. Naturally, if two artists uh, approached you, you'd never heard anything uh, about either of them. They sent you the exact same email verbatim or you did a split test, you know, with two, you know, two people with the same name. But however, you can make it as fair as possible. If one person linked you a track and it came out yesterday and it had uh, – let's say they were very small, but it, but it already had like 1,700 listens or something, and another guy sent you something you put out last week, and that had 17. Uh, you, you, we make us, and everyone can kind of make their own decision after the, after the fact, but even subconsciously, we're going to have a reaction of assuming that the better track or the better thing is the one that's been listened to more. That is where it stops with like the fake plays and stuff, because... When you log into SoundCloud, right? So everything obviously can be customized to you, 
or people who are somehow tangentially re- like right related to you, right? So unless you're on another IP address logging in from a um you know a private window with a brand new account with a you know account information that's not associated in any way with anything you've done before, that's the only way you can really know if that's showing up more on the you know like for other people on the homepage besides right. your followers. Followers it might but the other problem with that is that SoundCloud is privy to this stuff. And they may not ban people because they know that creates a whole nother problem of, you know, people are going to listen, bomb people, artists they don't like or, comp- you know, so right. they don't they don't like ban you from things. But they're pretty good at picking up on when things don't look natural and not rewarding them the same way in their algorithms, algorithms for searches and stuff that others do. It's just like Google. One of the first jobs I had was, uh, jobs is, is a, a strong word, but I, I basically decided I wanted to make like affiliate websites and I would get them ranked in Google and then have links to, uh, you know, affiliate products on their reviews of books or, or whatever. Right. And, and uh, if people clicked and bought, then I got a commission. Back in the day, it was very easy to manipulate Google search results. But of course, you're always in a perpetual battle. The company wants to give the best experience to the the user, right? To the and and to them, the user is is a listener on SoundCloud. On Google, it's a someone searching. They want to get them to real relevant information as quickly as possible or that person's not going to use them as a search engine. On Instagram, they want to show content that people actually care about and will engage with and watch for a longer period of time because it's relevant to them. Uh, they don't care from the the uh, music artist, the advertiser perspective of if it's good for you in that way. Because one one is faking it till you make it, trying to cater to the people that are paying for advertising spots and the other one creates long-term growth which is actually growing a user base and having then it's worthwhile for advertisers to come there and the reason i bring this up is because it's really a misunderstood thing that people think about in almost every kind of thing they do for promos with with be it music other types of art their business is they everything they do they're coming at from the mindset of this looks good for me but they forget that if you're trying to game the system in any way, you're working against the platform that you're there and you're 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 playing on borrowed time. And that's a big problem with like fake plays and stuff like that. In the first place, you can get shadow banned by platforms, which you know, where they will basically you won't know that you're banned, but you won't show up in certain hashtags or certain results and stuff right. like that. There's also the issue of people aren't that fucking dumb. If someone sees that you have 14,000 followers because you bought them, but the minute you stop paying for promo, your video clips get this, you know, 80 views, 100 views, the same amount that mine get <laughs> with 600 followers, people know that something's up. Right. And, like and that looks the, uh, real bad. The person I'm in, you know, I mentioned that episode on their songs on SoundClick, they have 97,000 listens. And right. the like within five seconds of you listening to it, you're like, and you have to listen oh, to the no, song, I guess. <laughs> Uh, yeah. you're like, oh, never mind. There's no way. Yeah. There's no way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah. uh, you're not really fooling people. So I, I agree. I don't, I don't subscribe to the fake listens, but you do see it come up a lot in the music shit. Something yes. I see come up a lot for my podcast and when I'm about to start selling beats June 1st, so everyone knows, uh, I'm going to open that shit up. Uh, 
SEO, like search engine optimization is like the big thing. Everyone's like, what about your SEO? What about your SEO? And I'm like, I don't know, <laughs> but I understand. Yeah, don't, don't worry about that. Okay. <laughs> That's just a, that, something I no, hear don't. all the time. Um, you know, the way the SEO, you know, especially if you're looking from actual search engine optimization, you're actually looking from the perspective of search engines, right? Like who the fuck looks for beats that way? And I understand that it can also mean optimizing yourself within a community. So making sure how do you show up higher up on beat stars if people go there directly right. to search for a type of beat. But the at the end of the day, we actually just had this discussion in my Discord. You can tell I, like, I enjoy this stuff because I think people do it so wrong and I would love for more people to succeed. It doesn't have anything to do with me or my music. They can never talk to me or hear from me again. But I, it, it kills me when I see so many people trying to make it in like artistic pursuits and know that they're shooting themselves in the foot by trying to like ride certain waves and try different fake it till you make it techniques. One of the things that is my biggest guiding principle is that people don't behave differently than you do. So if you put out a piece of content and you know that if some random no-name rapper put that in front of you, you wouldn't give it the time of day, listen to it, click the link, think the text they've written with it is interesting. Don't fool yourself into thinking people are going to be nice to you and for some reason care about your post more if you put in the same amount of effort to try the same technique. And the reason that's important with selling beats and specifically SEO is when I, if my, my biggest advice is if you want to like sell more beats, do less looking for guides on selling more beats and do more reverse engineering how you look for beats as a rapper or how when you weren't producing as much of your own, how you found things in the first place, because that's the real route to getting in front of people. And if I think about that, then then I'm thinking about my branding on YouTube. Then I'm thinking about is the content I put out on Instagram actually useful for anyone or is it just one promo after another for my new type beat each day and stuff like this? And so I think uh, if if people like were really brutally honest with themselves before every action they did when they tried to sell or promote um, about, okay, if I if this was a clean slate and someone put this in front of me in my feed, would I engage with this? If the answer is honestly no, then you gotta then you gotta do better and do something different. And it's too easy. I mean, it's why you see, for example, I know you, um, you know, your last uh, when it was was it Era Era Wadi? Right? Uh, is that right? Yeah, he was on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, was talking about this on on his about using Reddit, and it's one of the reasons that if you go into like music subreddits, and is it's it's the same reason why there's a ton of posts that just say. I just put out my uh, first mixtape, like, really would appreciate a listen, fam. And it gets, like, two upvotes. And then someone else, and, and no one, it falls off the front page, and no one really pays attention to it, and they get 12 clicks if they're lucky on their SoundCloud link. It's the difference between that and someone making, hey, guys, just released my first mixtape. Um, here are, like, I, I learned a lot while I made this here are 20 different things that like I did on this project that I wouldn't have known a year ago and they make it into a text post that's actually useful and they just link their music at the end or at the top or whatever. But indirectly, 
you can, if you think about how you would react to seeing those two posts, mm, here's another guy spamming his music. I'm not going to listen to it. Ah, here's someone writing something that actually might be useful or interesting to me. I will click on this and see if it's worth my time. That's, that's the whole, for me, that's the whole thesis right there is don't expect people to act differently than you would. And if you reverse engineer that, you'll have a, a much less frustrating time promoting yourself and selling more things and with your content, et cetera. So I know I, I know I get off on, on rants with these, but it's important to hey, me. Not to pat myself on the back, but I actually read that on Discord and I led you into that perfectly. So you're good. It's yeah. exactly what we yeah. needed. Um, now, I will say it something that's hard for me to be like, because I don't think everyone is like me in the sense I'm, I'm pretty pessimistic, right? And I think most right. rappers and, and producers, yeah. especially rappers, so they just mm-hmm. all think they're really good. Right. And even though sometimes I do think I'm good, like I'll be like, oh shit, that was such a good line I wrote. In general, I'm always like, fuck, I suck. Like I just have that artistic mentality. Right. And nothing's ever good enough. I bounce back and forth. (laughs) I I understand. I understand where you're coming from. 100%. I mean, yesterday I I have these four songs done for a EP eventually I'll release. And I was actually saw them yesterday for the first time in about a month. And I was like, oh man, these are really good. But that's very rare for that to happen to me. Right. And so I like a good positive day yesterday. But in general, I'm just like, uh, not there. And maybe I'm right. Maybe it isn't there yet. And I'm just being good at being honest. But at some point in time for some artists, just get this point out there. You got to just put shit out because you're not going to get better by just holding that shit on your computer. You know, like I'm about to put out these hundred my hundred beat challenge, which I'll explain in a moment just for anyone. Uh, I'm about to put these out. And now the first ones I made that will go out first. I know mixing wise i learned a little bit right from that to to mm-hmm. the end but i can't just keep going back to all these beats and just tweaking them at some point in time you just got to put them out or you're never going to finish yeah. it so um real quick on my 100 beat challenge i'm gonna let everyone know hit uh, me with it any beat maker can do this uh i advise it honestly i guess so i started making beats last june i took off work the last week of june i spent one week watching youtube videos probably about 60 hours of youtube uh, to figure out how to use FL Studio to make a beat. Um, a lot of that was spent in me just making beats that, you know, I watched other guys make because that's how you learn, or at least that's how I did it. And I got good enough that I can make my own original stuff. It isn't always good, but it's it's really fun. Um, and then at Christmas, I finally got a MIDI keyboard. I do not know how to play nice. piano. Um, I got one for Christmas as well. <laughs> I've been dicking around. Right. And I got Melodics, which is like a rock band basically but on your computer and you can pay money for a real subscription i just done the free five minutes a day to learn basic chords and uh i've looked up some scales and random things like just try to figure out what the fuck it you know is going on but through all that and me uh, i watched so many youtube videos on making beats uh i got to where i think i had about 60 beats done total and i was already trying to open a beat star store i didn't pay for anything i just upload the first 10 free and I was like, you know what? I feel like I'm rushing all this. So what I'm going to do, and then for whatever reason, I made a decision that I'm not going to release any more beats that I, you know, from this point forward until I make 100 new beats. Mm-hmm. And then out of those 100, I'm going to go through, I'm going to put them in different folders of this is actually good, this one isn't good. And then some other folders mm-hmm. got made. So I have a couple of like, it's got weird, uh, it just doesn't sound like hip hop, but it is its own thing. So I have a folder of like, I'm out trying to make a beat tape out of some stuff. So basically I have a hundred beats. I've put them in all these different folders of stuff I'm now going to do with them. Uh, so the right. ones that I think are good, like I made a lot of trap beats cause you know, that's what a lot of videos are for. And I do mm-hmm. like them, but I understand a lot of people hate on the trap beats, 
But a lot of people uh, will, would buy those maybe. So I'm going to yeah. try to start uploading them. Uh, I've sent some to rappers. I'm going to send one to you. I, I really think at first yeah, I would yeah. love to get uh, just that 50-50 distro kid split or whatever, you know, on mm-hmm. with some people that I'm friends with. I feel like that's not a horrible idea. Um, yeah. And I really enjoy it. So I'll, I enjoy doing it. But I think doing the 100 beats, because I just finished, uh, I still have to yeah. go make uh, videos for the last half of them that I'm going to put up and all that. Uh, but it has given me a lot nice, of confidence. Nice job on that, with the work ethic, though, getting that done. And you do develop so much, like right. committing to a volume like that. And a lot of, like, so I post some shit every once in a while where I'm like, you know, I'm so ready to get this done. And I've had uh, beat makers yeah. that I do not know at all just hit me up and be like, hey, if you if you release a beat right now, I'll give you a shout out on my page. And I have 10,000 mm-hmm. followers. Like, I've had someone mm-hmm. ask me that. And I'm like, mm-hmm. man, I'm only at 71. And I, I set a goal <laughs> to go to 100. So I, I appreciate yeah. it. But now I'm going to finish this. Yeah. And good I'll, for you. I'll end up stealing some of the beats to rap on because I already have. And, um, mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll see what happens. So hopefully this summer I'll be able to release a bunch of music. That's my goal. But awesome, uh, we'll I look see, forward to it. See what happens. Um, and then hopefully we'll collab. You collab a lot, and I think we could probably work yep. on something because I think we have different yes, styles. Uh, but there is something similar in the way we uh, we yeah. we do like a sing rap. I feel like we have a similar way yeah. we rap, but our content's different. But I think we could collab on something. So maybe someday Absolutely. we'll work on that. The the other. The other thing with with me, right? So now I'm 200 whatever demos in. That's in addition to like the the actual releases where I've done a couple projects on Spotify or you know to to put out for real. The other thing too, when you were like, I'll I'll find you know beat I think fits or whatever. Hell, even if you find one that doesn't fit, like you do that many and you want to just experiment sometimes. And I have things that are like very very much in in like the trap lane compared to anything I would normally do. And it's, you know, few and far between, but, but I've done all kinds of different things. And I like kind of pushing that boundary, especially for like these, these daily demo things, right? It it gives you so many ideas to like discover something interesting. You wouldn't, if you, if you almost don't have the pressure of like, I'm only reserving my time for these things that are going to be my polished babies and get released. Uh, you know, you can, you give yourself some freedom and there's been, there's been plenty of, concepts that have come out of these that either have ended up being polished up and released for real or will be in the future uh so i like even like even if the style doesn't seem like it matches at first you never know what i don't know is is born out of it it's a a creative exercise as much as a promotional one for me oh for sure um like my last uh, ep the last song i recorded is my favorite song and it was a beat that i made and i was like this doesn't isn't necessarily something i would do but i'm gonna do it and end up being my favorite thing so i think that happens a lot for, yeah. for me and i appreciate any rapper who can rap to any type of beat because me personally i'm the same way like not saying it'll always be good or that i'll like it or keep it but i can put a verse on any beats right. like yeah. i feel like that's something any decent rapper should be able to do yeah so um but all right man is there anything else we need to get to let's see <laughs> if i wrote anything down here um oh i was just gonna ask how is the music scene like do you like in Sweden, yeah. for instance, like how does that all yeah. go? Yeah, it's been, I mean, you know, it's been, uh, it's always like starting to like book shows and grow anywhere. It's it's always for everyone, the, the like common thing, no matter what your like journey is or what you're creating, that it's, it's a lot of fucking work. No matter what way 
you slice it and you need to be willing to do that. I don't care if people say they released uh, one song and it blew up or, you know, all I did was upload a few beats and now I sell beats every day from my beat store. Uh, there, there were a couple thousand hours of work that led up to the overnight success. Right. And I think that, I think the scene here is is probably pretty good in general. Like I enjoy going to a lot of things. And now that I'm starting to network more and more, I've had more opportunities. You know, I have another show uh, coming up in a couple of weeks here that will probably end up being a little festival. And I, I think it will probably end up being one of or the biggest crowd that I've that I've played to. We'll see how it, how it turns out. Um, but that has all been like daisy chained from the previous gigs of a guy I did a show with in February. He knew someone looking for another artist for a lineup in April, uh, another place in town. So I got in contact with that guy. I played his show. After that, he came up. He said, hey, I'm on the organizing board for this festival happening in May. Do you want to come to that? So it's, I mean, it, it goes. It's just a matter of kind of getting in. And, and, you know, I think for anyone, too, trying to do anything like this, like whatever you can do locally is is exponentially, you're able to leverage your your hour to like the value of a connection or the value of something you do much more in real life as much as I really like and actually enjoy creating like the social media stuff and, and making things for that. Um, but it's absolutely been accelerated the more I, the more I go to other people's shows and stuff like that. And I'm, uh, now kind of have enough of a network of some, some local people, uh, that I'm organizing my first event at the end of June and have kind of a group of people they are going to help put that on. And I wouldn't have been able to do that just kind of sitting and, uh, and doing stuff from my, from my computer, no matter how good the music was, to be honest. Right. So I think this, I think the scene is good, but I think the scene in most places are as, as good as you make it. I understand if you're in the middle and nowhere, your, your options are limited, but, um, I don't know, like not, not many rappers here, like releasing music in English and like, I don't know, I'm a funny little dude that like makes stuff that is very, very far from mainstream or whatever. And you've got to just carve your own path. If you get, I think you can kind of create that, the right environment, right? I think I could, I could easily kind of sulk and get, you know, too into my mind and think that like, oh, I'm just not going to fit in here. There's too many reasons like why it won't work or people won't come to the shows. And you just, I don't know, you just chip away at it and, and grow it over time. Right. And I honestly, I like your positive attitude. Uh, some about me is I'm really negative, but almost all yeah. my best friends or people I enjoy being around are all really positive. So I don't yeah. understand why I'm like that. I just want to be the most negative person <laughs> in the room, I guess. Uh, <laughs> but I think that's all great attitude. I think uh, you're handling it very well. Um, yeah, I mean. And then our last thing I'm going to touch on, because uh, we're both yes. internet friends with Strong Maurice. And isn't he just so good? Yes. It's crazy. He's so good. Yeah. <laughs> fucking crazy. Yeah, and I love I love what he does. Speaking of like social and stuff like that, I really like what he, like how he carries himself as far as his work ethic with, with consistent releases and with uh, – and with uh, his his social and stuff is 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 really good. It's it's strong, one might say. And oh yes, I, and I, uh, somehow that reminded me of something I was going to say way earlier, and it just reminded me. Uh, I did a demo with one of his beats recently. Oh yeah, hell yeah, it's exciting. Ready to hear? Yeah. Um, he, uh, you know, he has his whole thing where he pitches about you know how to build your brand and stuff. But something you said earlier is like how you make fans is something I've been thinking lately that I don't necessarily do well, but it is what I do. I personally try to make friends more than make mm -hmm. fans. Yes. So like if I'm yep. like, I just want to be your friend on the internet 
and then I'll listen to your shit and you listen to my shit. And I feel that's just always my goal for whatever reason. Now, having mm-hmm. real fans would be cool, like, you know, people that didn't yeah. want anything from me in return. But that is my strategy at the moment. And it's honestly because the reason I used to love Little Wayne um, mm-hmm. and or any rapper now, like, honestly, the reason I like rappers now, even though famous ones are ones that I'm like, do I think I could hang out with them? That is like yeah. that is like a weird fucking judgment I place on people. So like you mentioned Fifty Cent earlier, and I loved Fifty Cent in junior high myself, but mm-hmm. <laughs> he he wouldn't be fun to hang out with. How, how much you want to hang with him? Yeah, right. And so like yeah. there are that plays into it. So like for instance, I think Kendrick Lamar is really good, but I mm-hmm. never am like I would want to hang out with him. Whereas in Childish Gambino, I'm like, sure. oh, I bet he's fun as fuck to hang out with. Or Chance the Rapper right. seems fun to hang out with. Yeah. More so than even someone I might see that. So that just is something I play into. So when I do approach things, I try to like do my podcast and, you know, all the artists I've had on so far, I've said like, hey, just show off your personality because I think that'll get you more listeners than the fact that we'll play a yes. song of yours at the end. Um, yeah. And so I do think uh, that's my little bit of advice from someone who has not been successful yet. But I think it makes sense. Damn it. Yeah. I mean, I think. uh yeah, I th- I think that if you look, they they naturally play into one another as far as like, and it's the right order to do it. If you you know, I was thinking about this related to our live show conversation and and just the, like local music scene. Um, if I didn't have like some friends and family show up at first little things and kind of give me a little crowd to perform to, I think that it would be harder to put on the right kind of energy that leads to a couple people who've never heard of me before and could be more considered fans being interested in, in listening after the show and stuff like that. I think there's those, those stepping stones are important. Uh, don't, don't skip over making, making friends, make, make all the new friends you can. You never, you never know right. who, what connection does what as well. Very true. But all right, man, I think we're at like an hour or so at this podcast whenever yeah. it's all edited down. So I think we'll call it good here. Uh, but no definitely worries. if you're ever down to be on again, I uh, want to talk about some stuff. Uh, on yeah, my when Discord, I actually have a new like project ready or something like that, I'll <laughs> go on the promo run. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, and then another thing on my Discord, I mean, you're a member of it. Uh, I have a top yes. five list ideas area. I'm wanting to do a top five list for every console. Um and no mm-hmm. one has volunteered to do those yet. So next time, if you want to do a top five list, we will have to talk about music of your favorite uh, PC yeah. games or whatever, sure. uh, you know, whatever console we want to choose. Uh, I'm always down for the top five lists that are fun. So just letting you know. I'd be, yeah, I'd be down. All right, man. Well, thanks for coming on. And uh, I think the song I was going to play at the end of this is Friend, because I've heard a lot of people really like that one. But is there one sure. you would prefer that yeah. you know I already have? Nah, go nah, go for it. Play. Give the people what they want. All right. Give the give the twelve people what they want. In yes. my, like the, that have to, give the three people you've seen say they like friend. Give them friend. Well, I haven't but heard no, them I, say they like anything else. So hey, oh, you're you. winning. No, <laughs> uh, no, I I I enjoy that. The the only tracks I've that I've released this year officially are friend and lovely whenever, and I'm happy with uh, with both of both of those. So uh, yeah. Throw throw a friend in there. That's yeah. a that's a cool like switch in style as well. And lovely whenever is on the music episode the Friday before this one, I believe, mm-hmm. if I remember correctly. And then two days from now, after this goes out, so if people are still with us now, we have another music episode. We're pulling a fast one, doing it one week break this time because we had so much music. And you're featured on two songs on the episode two days from now, so they can also hear more from you there. Yep. So big week for you on a podcast with Mo. I like it. 
All right, man. Thanks so much for having me on. Yeah, no problem. Thanks. Peace. Thank you.